All right, it's the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast, episode 19. Tonight's September 26, 2018. We're looking at the NFL Week 4, where the Saints are on the march. boys thank you for joining me tonight um no this i believe is the very first uh, drink five podcast my name is jason by the way uh I- i've been with you the whole time and now this is the first one that we're doing without our good uh friend dave biggs um he will be back next week never fear but dave's a busy man and he couldn't make it this week i want to thank you guys for joining us uh mike Mosserino is here with us he is writing the uh uh watch list yeah, weekly watch list. Weekly watch list. Thank you. I should know that. I'm the editor. Yeah, come on. But uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Mike. You've been here with us before. Uh, and uh, across from me here is uh, Mike Nicholas. We like to call you Nick around here. Yeah. You're Nicky the Note on the site. You are mm-hmm. a gambling expert. Thank you for joining us, Nick. Is this your first time on the show? First time. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Well, thank you guys both for being here. And yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit from last week, a little bit of week three stuff, and we'll hit on week four uh, a lot today um so remember guys uh check us out in the chat room if you are um listening to us live it's uh mixler.com slash drink five obviously you've already made your way there but go to the chat room ask us questions if you got lineup questions or anything you just want to uh say hi to us we are there um and we we missed this last week but we got to know as mike opens a beer what are you guys drinking Ooh, so right now um I've got Hubbard's Cave, and this is uh, from Chicago. Uh, this is a single hop mosaic, and it was actually just canned last week. So we came by here last weekend for a game night, and uh, it was two it was days a old. Fresh at beer, that point. yeah, that's right. That was nice. What do you got over one. there, Nick? Well, I am drinking Great Lakes Brewing Company's Elliot Ness Amber Lager. Oh, sweet. And I guess this brewery is located in um, Cleveland, Ohio. Rounding up some gangsters over there? Oh, you got it. My <laughs> first time drinking this brew, and I will have to say it's pretty good. Excellent. I have a Fist City from Revolution, a classic. A classic. A classic. And then I also have one of the Hubbard's Caves IPAs that I'm going to crack up in a little while. Uh, looking forward to that one. I did have one last week. Super fresh. Yeah. That was the one thing I noticed when I opened it up. I'm like, wow, this is a very fresh beer. Fresh, juicy hops. Super beer. So, um, let us move on to uh, a couple things from week three. Three things from week three, really. Um, the Saints. Uh, I was incredibly impressed by the game. That was a noon game. It went to overtime, so you kind of got uh, you know, the overtime period highlighted for you. Regardless of whether you were watching on Red Zone or whether you had your own game, you got to see that overtime. Yes. Um, one thing that dawned on me with the overtime is that uh, they sort of – change the rules so that you can't just take the ball and kick a field goal real quick. Yep. And that changed how teams play the overtime. Now the whole idea is to grind out the 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. As much of it as you can and try to score a touchdown, obviously. But regardless, you grind out that 10 minutes exactly. so that the other team is rushed when they finally get the possession. Game of keep away. I don't think that they've solved anything. Nope. No. Because all it leads to is you just, you know, the team who gets the coin flip is generally going to win because... Of you know X Y or Z reason, but like it's gonna be because they're just gonna possess the ball instead of rushing down to kick a field goal. Um, that being said, it was an impressive as hell drive by the Saints. It was. Yes. I mean, what a fun game to watch and uh, 
Yeah, I'm glad I took him. One of the, the few picks I made that uh, actually turned out. And yeah, we're the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And uh, you have any Saints players? I mean, you're happy from a fantasy standpoint. Drew Brees is playing his mind off right now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's um, oh, Drew Brees is maybe you know the second best quarterback in the league right now. He's got an 80 percent completion rate. Every year he seems to find the fountain of youth. He uh, has uh, what is it? Michael Thomas has 38 receptions on 40 targets this year. Unbelievable. Yeah, so that was a great game all around. Yeah. Each team scored at least a touchdown in each quarter. In addition to that, both teams had 14 and then 16 points in the fourth quarter. Like, just so many points, such a high-scoring game. The kind of thing that you expect from Matt Ryan and uh, and Drew Brees. And it was Matt Ryan's best game of, the, of his career, perhaps. Five-touchdown game is the only one he's ever had. Um, so Kamara is still great. If you drafted him early, he's one of the few people along with maybe Gurley who is paying off as a first round draft pick. Definitely. Uh, Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the league right now. Anybody disagree with that? Nope. Yeah. It's, I never, I I never thought somebody would take over that helm so early in the year. Yeah. I figured you'd have to have a decent body of work and he does, but he's only a third year player and he's been a stud every year. It's a third year breakout. A breakout of a guy who's already broken everything. It's great. Yeah, it's even what better, what better QB to be associated with? I mean, so the question, my only question there is with Ingram coming back after Week Four, is is Drew Brees' passing numbers? I mean, he's got to regress eventually. One would think, uh, but you know, is Michael Thomas's uh, ten catches a game going to go down? Uh, you know, how's that going to work out? I, I, I believe so. I don't think it's going to change because I much. think they said uh, I was seeing a stat earlier. They were throwing about what seventy five, eighty percent of the time right now. So I think that has to do with Ingram not being there and balancing that running attack between him and Kamara. That's interesting. So I think as soon as Ingram does come back, I think they will throw less because yep. why? Even though Breeze is so good, why? Why? Give him that chance to turn the ball over through the air. Yeah. yeah. That, well, Drew Brees hasn't done it yet. He has no correct. interceptions on the season. Correct. Um, that, I think it helps the defense, too, because the offense is going to be on the field a little bit longer when they're able to run out the clock a little yes. bit. As opposed Their to defense needs a lot of help, still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the defense gave up a lot of points to Tampa, a lot of points to Atlanta. Yep. Um, so they, they definitely need some help. You're definitely right about the imbalance of the offense. So they have 129 passing attempts. Um, to go with five sacks would give you about uh, 134 uh, passing plays yes. uh, to only 63 rushing attempts. Correct. Yeah, so it's like a two-to-one pace right now. And when you look at last year, you know, they made... I think it's definitely going to pick up. And Breeze is already over 1,000 yards. He's, you know, he, he's he's on pace for a scorching year. And, and you're right. I think that it's going to come back a little bit. But this team's going to be scoring 30 points a week, you know, and... Drew Brees, you know, the only thing that's going to change is that he's not going to get those two rushing touchdowns, you know. That's going to be a Mark Ingram sort of territory. Right, and the thing is, too, is a lot of those passes, when Ingram comes back, will be going to the running backs. So they're still the, the amount of passes might not be yeah. lowered completely, but they'll just be going to running backs instead of wide receivers. I don't think that him coming back is going to negatively affect the players that you're starting already. Correct. No, you're starting. Correct. You're, you're going to keep playing Kamara and Thomas, of course, Definitely. and Breeze. Like, these guys are all going to be good. And then when Ingram's back, you're going to start Ingram as well. I think it just gives Coach Sean Payton to just 
a chance to open up the playbook more like last year. Exactly. Not the team's just going to get better. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that now they are the second best team in the NFC. I would put them above the yeah. Vikings who lost to the Bills. We'll get to that later on in the show, but... You know, I, I think they're now the second best team. I'm in the top four just because their defense hasn't reached their stride yet. Yeah, but nobody's de- there's only one team with a good right. defense. True. <laughs> there's that two teams true. with a good defense. The Rams, yeah. The Rams and the Bears are the only teams with a yeah. good defense. Um. So anything else on the Saints? No. They're good. Any, no. Any, yeah, they're good. They're great. They're good. Yeah. We can only pat them on the back so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so down in Tampa Bay, the Fitz magic has begun to fade. Uh, and that was three interceptions. Now, now they said three interceptions in the in a row on the radio. It were was all like, in the first half. They three were interceptions all in, the first in six half. minutes. I'd, I'd like to say it's uh, because the Steelers are a top defense, but that's a lie. That um, is a lie. He did look better in the second half. Um, have they announced who the starter is? They're not announcing it, so they don't in show Tampa? their hand. Yeah. No, they right? haven't announced it. Apparently, at practice today, Fitz. Uh, I wanted to call him Fitz Magic. Yeah, that's Fitzpatrick fine. Uh, took most of the first team snaps. From what I heard, they want the Bears defense to have to prepare for both quarterbacks yeah. this weekend, which makes sense. Sure, if you can kind of do that, go for it. Right. I mean, I obviously think Fitzpatrick will get the start. Do you see all those beards in the stadium during the game? Oh, whoever was selling beards in Tampa made a killing. Oh, it was the same guy who sold the Jake Arrieta ones in Chicago. He's starting. He's not going anywhere. Um, you know, if they happen to win, I think they have to play him again after the bye week, too. Um, yeah. You know, if he loses, then I think we have some or, uh, some bigger conversations. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there were three... <laughs> So, interception uh, with 10.33 left in the second. And then the next time they got the ball, the very first play throws an interception. And then the next time they got the ball, they ran two plays, and then he threw an interception on the second play. So, three interceptions in four plays. They still almost won. And then they had a 75-yard drive to kick a field goal uh, near the end of the half. And so, yeah, I mean, they almost won because the Steelers didn't score any points in the second half. Yep. That was surprising after they scored 24 in the second quarter. To me, I think the Steelers, they looked at the lead they had after the first half and went into conservative mode. They were, they were running and gunning the whole first half, and the second half, or maybe more slinging it. But in the second half, I think they looked at their lead and were worried about maybe turning the ball over. I don't know. They went, didn't really to run the, the ball went, much at went all. Went to a conservative style, and it, it and it just it seemed like a, a different type of game plan in the second half. It just seemed like Ben was all about taking chances in the first half and the second half. Any chances he took were more ones he seemed to have to take. You know, on yeah, like it was longs. It was a weird game. They only had one possession in the third quarter. The Steelers did. And they lasted for six minutes, and then they missed a field goal. So, obviously, like, that's some points that you don't get on the board there. But then two short drives in the fourth quarter, there were punts, and then the drive to just run down the clock at the end of the game. And that was it. They barely had the ball in the second half. Another, I guess, excuse I'll have for the kicking game and maybe even the running game that they supposedly that field was a mess. You know, it, it looked a, like a mess. It was very You small. could tell where they had resodded it and where it needed it still. Right, right. So that was an interesting game. I, do you guys think that we're going to see the Fitzpatrick regression that we all have seen before? Definitely, yes. definitely. Yeah, okay. He hasn't like suddenly figured something out 
and, and he's going to be like a much more consistent quarterback. No, I think we've seen the eight crack versus the Steelers, and we're going to get some uh, Fitz tragic coming up. Yeah. Ooh, Fitz tragic. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's going to get Fitz macked. He is. He's an since... NFL quarterback. He has skills, and I mean, obviously, he's he can always get a job as a backup. Please, back, Nick, use Fitz somewhere please, in your description please. of him. Yes, <laughs> we're not getting enough Fitz. Not We're going to beat this into the okay, ground. I'm going to call him Fitzpatrick. I'm not going to call him Fitzmagic. No, that's a terrible name. He is Fitzmagic. Yes. Because any backup quarterback that's you know been a backup his whole life does not deserve to have the, the word magic in his name. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say is Fitzpatrick? Fitzbackup? Fitzpatrick. All I know... I really like Fitztragic. Fitztragic. That, that rolls off the tongue nicely. All I know is no matter what, Within the next three or four games, Winston is starting. What we need to know is when his kids are going to bench him. Because that should be the biggest clue. So we need someone needs to find a link to their fantasy page. And we'll all pay attention on Sunday morning and see if Dad makes it to the starting lineup or not. Go for it. Let me know if you find it. <laughs> that sounds like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can get in trouble for that one. I'm going to stay away. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah. That was an interesting game. But one thing I've noticed... They live and die by the long ball, yeah. and he really does especially. And he's got Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson, two guys who are great at it. So I think he might actually be able to keep it up for most of the season. I, if he wins in Chicago, he's not going to get benched. He's not going to get benched. And I agree. If they beat Chicago, uh, I think Chicago's defense is going to... It's in Chicago. They're on a short week. Yeah. The defense is really good. If he wins that game, which he totally can, the Bears... Have scored four touchdowns on offense this year. Yeah, I was going to say 17, 20 points is all I need. Exactly. He That's needs it. three touchdowns. And all Deshaun Jackson has to do is get behind somebody once. Well, it's not going to come in the run game. All the Bears need is just no. one solid hit from Khalil Mack on Fitzpatrick. To knock him out. And, you're uh, right. To you're take you're right about that. You know, at least he's not I mean, fragile. I don't, I don't know not, that. He's a, he's a he's tough not dude. He's not fragile. The Bears', yeah, the the Bears defense is a lot better than the Steelers' defense. It, it clearly is. However, and the Bears are at home. One of the things about the Bears that was exposed in uh, games where the other team was coming back, the first and second week games, is that their secondary is susceptible to giving up touchdowns. At, you know when the when they're playing catch up. So unless the pass rush is getting there reliably on every single play. Fitzpatrick is going to have some time to throw the ball, True. at least on a few plays. Sure, he's going to take his sacks. The Bears are the best at sacking the quarterback so far this season. But that's still only five plays at most throughout the game. Uh, I could totally see Deshaun Jackson getting behind the defense in this game oh, yeah. and you know them scoring several long touchdowns. That's all it would take. Just um, takes a couple of those. If if his line buys him enough time for Deshaun Jackson. They OJ, do, they OJ have Howard's look good. And they've been okay. Yeah. The line's been okay, but the Bears do not have cornerbacks to cover Mike Evans and, and Deshaun Jackson. But they have the um, the front. To they get have the in front seven. The, the front corner. seven is probably the best in football. Mm -hmm. But their secondary uh, was exposed during the Packers game when Aaron Rodgers took him back. It was exposed when Russell Wilson was charging back on Monday Night Football. They just gave up five touchdowns in the fourth quarter mm -hmm. so far. Uh, so they really can't. You know, the prevent defense prevents you from winning. But sort every, of thing. Every game, I think that the Bears. If they're defense, not sacking the quarterback, then they're really vulnerable. Yep. True. Every every game that they um, will play together, they'll gel. You know, and they've only had what Khalil Mack for less than a month. Yeah, and it's going to keep getting better. But you know exactly. what? Nobody's been better than Fitzpatrick throwing 400 yards yes. three weeks in a row. 
Nobody's ever done that. No one's ever done it. I mean, that is an unprecedented quarterback mm-hmm. uh, performance. So I, I don't think it's going to continue. But I do think that he's going to continue playing well. And I think that he'll clean up the interceptions for this week. So um, that being said, quarterback controversy in Tampa, are you buying into it? Or do you think it's just like it's Fitzpatrick's job to lose? I think it's Fitzpatrick's job to lose just because it's they're not going to put the young guy in, you know, too early without being battle tested. He's not a young guy. He's been there. He's led that team, but well, you know, it's Fitzpatrick's the old man. He that, is. That's why I made, made yeah. that reference. But you know, it's they're going to give it to the guy who's I think got the hot hand and is oh, yeah. looking the best because. You would just not be smart if you went the other way just for the sake of, well, this guy's making the yep. bigger paycheck. We're going to make him start. No, you actually playing. have a chance of winning your division. Yep. So He beats the Bears, he stays in. Mm-hmm. If he loses, then there might be a little controversy. I think even if he, they lose, but make it close. I think too many fans have beards and they're going to stick with Fitz. Fitz <laughs> <laughs> magic. They, they, they're so, the beards are a sunk cost. They're, they're pot committed with the beards. Okay, that's fine. You got fans starting to grow them, you know. Got to stick with it. Got to sell tickets. It's like a playoff beard. You gotta can't shave it now. Tickets. You got to wait until they get eliminated from the playoffs. Never seen them bring crab legs, but they're all wearing beards. <laughs> <laughs> and on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. He is my MVP, you guys. He is the MVP of the whole season. He has captured everyone's freaking imagination. Uh, he is the best... Starting quarterback to a season ever. You're not buying Patrick Mahomes fever? I'm not buying that we should crown him anything yet. I probably will say he's probably going to be one of the top five quarterbacks this year. But when you look at... Season ends right now. Who's your MVP? Right now. It's a three-week season. Put Mahomes on the Browns or the Raiders or no, right. some other teams. You know, he's got Kareem Hunt, Tyree He's in the Hill, absolute perfect Travis situation. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He's, he's on but a team I do of ultimate crown him. playmakers, yeah. so I cannot crown him until I see you more crown of him. him. Crown after after three were. weeks, we he's the MVP. Oh. If the no season way. were to end no today, and no right now, who's the MVP? Well, I got two losses in fantasy because I don't do stuff like that. Well, it's it's a hypothetical. <laughs> it's a hypothetical question. Who is the okay? Well, I, I okay you're almost answer. a quarter I'm away from the p- season, right? So I, I think that you can look back at the first three weeks at least and draw some conclusions. No, no. Okay. Teams are too cold in the first three weeks. They're still finding their groove, and that's why I don't write oh. my gambling column the, the first two. Weeks. The, the groove that Kansas City has found itself in is the exact right one. Okay. Supposedly, defense wins championships. They've scored the most points so far this season, but has have given up the most points this season. I, you know, there's one argument I, I I have to that saying, and it is who wins the game, the team with the most points. Well, the Eagles' defense, I think, won it for them last year against the Patriots. They, the Eagles, scored a lot of points. They let Tom Brady have the ball, but they didn't let him score. That. That was kind of a, a weird one. You know, the, the year before with the Falcons, it was all about offense. It was all about whose defense let them down. I personally think that Mahomes is probably immune to most bad defenses because of all of the weapons on his team. Because he's got a number one running back, wide receiver, and tight end that, you know, they're just going to be great all season. On, oh, they're going to be great. Offense. But 
If I, they can clean up their defense to at least be below average. It, it'd be like me going on a gambling website right now and picking who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. Well, that's why you get better odds when you pick it now. <laughs> that's why they I give you better you odds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know what the uh, what the futures are for Kansas City right now. i got to imagine that they're some of the best behind maybe the Rams. But there's no team in the AFC right now that looks better than the Chiefs. I agree as far as offensively. No, it's I fa- agree. I, I would say as I far agree. as when you when you look at the team as a whole, even with their defensive flaws, there's not a team that is better than them. I, I don't think that there's any team that can outscore them. And I don't think that, you know, there's any team that's going to hold them back. I think if they play a tough enough defense that can maybe put them in check, so to speak, maybe not shut them down, but put them in check, maybe make them Keep score. them under 30. Keep them under 30. <laughs> and then this team also that they're playing has a decent offense. It could be a game, you know, and uh, the Chiefs might not be guaranteed to win. Yeah, I don't know what team is doing that in the you know, AFC. When you're, when you're giving up 40 points a week, it's just... Chiefs it's, are 8-1 to one right now to win. Chiefs Rams are, are the favorite. One. Yeah, the Rams, I think, would be the favorite. 13-4. Yeah. Rams are okay. a, a, Patriots a great are still example 11 to one. of an all-around team. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I don't... I don't... Oh, Denny. I don't think any defense can stop Kansas City at the moment, and I don't see many offenses that can keep up. So, yeah, I'm, I, I I'm don't comfortable see saying stop three weeks into the season that Kansas City is an AFC favorite, and if the season were to end today, Mahomes would be the MVP. Well, let me ask you this then: How come <laughs> they obviously beat the Steelers, and you know they got this great offense? But then I'm hearing from the other half of the people that the Steelers. Defense isn't so great. Oh, our defense is horrible. Well, wouldn't that mean that the Chiefs played KC the Chargers? got a little bit lucky because they played a defense that isn't that great? The Chiefs played the Chargers, who are probably a decent defense. No Joey Bosa, nope. the best defensive player. Right. They played the Niners, who are middle of the road, and they played the Steelers, who are probably middle of the road. This is our first. They have the Chiefs and the Broncos. Or, I mean, uh, the Broncos, then the Jaguars. Broncos on Monday night this week. Yep. That's going to be good. And then the, the Jaguars, Jaguars the following week. Yeah. The Jaguars just lost to the Titans. Yeah. They could they barely beat the Giants. Those are two good defensive teams that we're going to see what... Sure. Pat it's going to be a bigger made. test for Mahomes. Yep. That's for sure. Gonna, but the Broncos' defense isn't what it used to be. We're going to no. see what he's made of. No. We're going to get... Um, he's still got Von Miller. Anytime did I go to it? Just like Khalil Mack. Anytime Von Miller is on the field. So, so what we're going to get for the ultimate test this year, uh, November 19th, which I think is probably week 12... Uh, right before Thanksgiving, as the Monday night game, the Chiefs and the Rams are playing in Mexico City. This is probably the first time that the f- <laughs> you're the wrong hemisphere, bro. Yeah. This is the no, f- I'm just pumped for that game. Okay, that'll good. be that'll be awesome. That's a that's, that's a this Super is the noise Bowl. you make when you get pumped for something. No, that's that is what I do. <laughs> uh, do you also think that the uh, that this that this team, the Chiefs' offense, can keep this up for the season? Or do you think that you know that this is going to come back down to earth? I think they can, just because if the talent level that I mentioned before, you know, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, uh, these playmakers, Chris Conley, you know, um, and 
Mahomes being a young guy, very mobile like Aaron Rodgers, I believe it can happen. Like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with Mahomes. I'm just not ready to crown him anything yet. But if they keep averaging 40 points a game? Then I buy more and more into it. Okay. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, I I, I think the Chiefs keep it up. Um, you know, from what I've seen with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he, yeah. he seems like a smart playmaker. A lot of people have talked about his legs. I haven't seen him scramble much. I mean, he's always he looking down to. No, he and hasn't needed to. You look at that touchdown from was it last week or two weeks ago where he scrambled around and then threw it to. You can't you can't narrow uh, it down more than that. There was a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, there were a lot of them. <laughs> but this was a a signature. It was it was a, it was an Aaron Rodgers esque yes. play. I know what you're talking. Circled about. Circled back, kept his play. eyes downfield. He could have ran. He didn't. He lasered one in there. It was beautiful. So I, I, I totally am buying in and drinking the Chiefs' good. Yep. But you got to remember that Andy Reid will find a way to fuck all of this Yes. Up. Yeah. Oh man, you guys have made me find like my favorite clip ever. I fucking love it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mike, I want to thank you for your contribution to the website this week. The weekly watch list, uh, week four, is up as of uh, earlier today. Um, so, Mike, um, you are a sucker for rookies. Yes. So, there's lots of rookies this year that are making fantasy impacts. Who is your favorite so far that you've seen? Who favorite, favorite rookie? Um, favorite rookie. After last week, I mean Ridley. Ridley is exciting. Um, you know, just watching him run routes. Would you say that? If you want to crown him, you can crown him. <laughs> Great. Um, no, I don't know. There's been. I like the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, week one, I was a big fan of Darnold. Um, you know, last week with uh, Allen hurdling a defender, I love that. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, in a day and age, Roethlisberger got that rough. How many, in the like, how many heart attacks did he give people? Oh, probably a <laughs> right? ton. Right, like just random people in Buffalo. Everyone in the front office in gave Buffalo. me a heart attack, and I'm not a Buffalo fan. Probably you don't about have anything <laughs> invested in it. Thirty-five <laughs> Buffalo fans jumped through tables. <laughs> jumped through tables when oh. he hurdled. Oh my God. Uh, but that was beautiful. Uh, you know, but he they scored... sold another 350 when he hurdled. Yes, <laughs> they got excited. Stocking tables in Buffalo. Um, you know, it's he's been fun to watch. I'm excited to see what Baker Mayfield's going to do this week. Uh, kind of to pipe on Nick. You know, it's still early. Uh, you know, the Denver running backs with Freeman and Lindsey. I talked to them or talked about them after I was week one. Say. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I talked to them. I hit him up and said, "Hey, guys, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, Lindsey, I'm like, throw some more punches out there if you're going to yeah. do it. You know, Great not, idea. Why don't you somebody it? out yeah. before I start you? Yeah. Earn that ejection. Was that the first time you started him? No, I didn't. No? Right. I, I have uh, Rolls Royce on a couple teams. Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, and I didn't start him that week. Would have been a great week to start him yep. because. Lindsay got thrown out. That's a tough call. Uh, I think I will be starting Royce on a team this week because I don't know what's going on with Delvin Cook. And we will get to that. Uh, actually, let's let's go ahead and hit that matchup. You know, there's a lot of rookies to look at, but uh, I, I want to know what's going on in week four because I need to win some games, Mike. I am 0-3 in four of my leagues. I, they're going to kick me off the podcast soon yes. if I don't start <laughs> winning in fantasy football. 
Yeah, so, we're taking over. And you'll be looking at the new house. Today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the Thursday night matchup this week, I propose, is the best Thursday night matchup that we have seen. Not the best game that'll ever be on Thursday night. Just going into Thursday, this is the best matchup we've ever gotten. On paper, absolutely. You know, yeah. you've got the Vikings who went to the championship game last year. You got the Rams who are the best team in football right now. Um, the NFL has definitely done their homework in the offseason, picking the schedule for the 2018 schedule. I'll yeah, I mean, that. this is a little uh, bit better. I still want to say that I hate games Thursday games, but that being yeah. said, since we have them, let's make the best of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this is a, a preview for the NFC Championship. Someone no, argue. the Saints are going to be in the NFC Championship. The, now, going the into Saints, the season. The Saints and the Vikings will rematch in the playoffs, but it's going to be in Rams, New Orleans Vikings, this year. Rams-Vikings, because it'll come down to defense. They both have potent offenses, and it'll be coming down. It's not going to come down to defense if you're defense. playing in a dome or in L.A. I'm thinking that if if the warm teams or the dome teams, I mean, really, in Minnesota, it's a dome, too. But I, I'm thinking if, if those are the kind of teams where we're playing in the playoffs, then it's going to be uh, favorable for the offensive teams and not the defensive teams. And we haven't even seen Minnesota get its offense going yet. I think that this could be a game where they actually play well. I'm not saying that they're going to put up a huge offensive game, but I think that they're the biggest test so far for the Rams because the Rams haven't had to beat anybody too hard yet. Uh, they beat the Chargers. is probably the best team that they've played. I disagree. The Rams are banged up in the secondary. I think the Vikings have a good offensive week. I think it's a shootout on a Thursday, and uh, we're going to have an exciting game. It's definitely going to be a shootout because I think Delvin Cook will not play. You know, he's got that hammy issue, and with him being on the fence, they're not going to let him play against the Rams. They're going to give him another week. And I, I was even reading that, that, you know, because this was a short week and, you know, he still goes out there and practices and whatnot, that it's just it's not going to happen. They're not going to risk it. They lost them all last season. They're not going to put them out there against the Rams. So I agree with you, Mike, as far as it's going to be a shootout, and it's probably they're going to take it to the air. It'll probably be more of a Kirk Cousins show. Than, than a Dalvin Cook running attack. Yeah, so we have a uh, question in the chat room here. So, Mike, uh, you can help us field this one. Uh, Circle Wins wants to know if you should start Freeman or Lindsay this week. Um, is Lindsay a flash in the bedpan? So it's a standard league, 12 teams, nobody else is available, and they have them both on the team. So you got to choose Freeman or Lindsay. Uh, this week they're playing the Chiefs, so... Gosh. A lot of points in this game. Maybe Very, some coming from behind. Yeah, so we know Lindsay's Sir. not going to get suspended uh, from throwing a punch, so they're definitely both going to play. Uh, you know, as a PPR, if it's PPR, I'd almost leave, uh, you know, Lindsay, uh, just because I do think the Broncos are going to be playing from behind. Uh, but I like, you know, Freeman scored consecutive weeks. Uh, he's going to get the carries. Uh you know, after Lindsey threw a punch, we don't know what the coaches are going to do with them. I think for a floor, I'd go Freeman. Uh, you know, if you're looking for more of a home run and uh, uh, a lot of points out of that position, I'd, I'd lead Lindsey. Okay. Uh, I definitely see Lindsey with the higher upside. And I, and I need to correct that name. It's Cersei wins. Cersei. Cersei. The, the spelling was off. Mm, circle wins. It's it's not circle. I was no, thinking like circle wins the square or something, Cirky. something silly like that. But no, it's more about the uh, queen of uh, the queen of what Westeros. is she? The, yeah, she's just the yes. straight up queen of Westeros, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely Lindsay's gonna because um, that's look, my sister. Rolls Royce is from England, and uh, they play rugby over there. I thought she was your wife. 
<laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> okay. So the Rams do have the best uh, balance team. Uh, they are the third in points scored and first in points allowed. Um, obviously, the uh, you know the other good team, the Chiefs, are probably last in points allowed. Um, but the Rams are the only real balanced team, I would say, in the league right now. Um, so they have Gurley, who is a stud. Uh, they've got Jared Goff, who is not quite a QB1, but he's borderline at this point. Yeah. And then a lot of fantasy-relevant receivers. Uh, you've got uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, and they're all having great seasons so yeah. far. Um, so I want to know, assuming that this team keeps playing well, you need to try and acquire one of these guys. Who would you target in a trade? Brandon Cooks. People? Robert Woods. Robert Woods, Okay. I like Cooper Cup, but I think he's only a third down guy. But I think you can get him for really cheap. Yeah. I feel like you can find a team where nobody's starting, somebody's not starting Cooper Cup, and you can just pull him off his bench for like nothing. I think it also depends on what kind of league you're in and what kind of needs you have. If you're in an old school Yahoo league and you're touchdown dependent, Cooper Cup leads the team for red zone targets, where Robert Woods leads the team in air yards. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks, I think, gets more reception. It's, it just gets spread out like that. So, and we, that's all, a good we thing. all pick different guys too, and that's yeah. what's that's what's really crazy and, right and, there. And, and out of my four fantasy teams, I have at least four or five Rams players. Yeah, in each one. I mean, you have to. I think out of everyone, Brandon <laughs> Cooks has surprised me the most, uh, just because you know, hearing he was gonna. Fill the Sammy Watkins role, which I guess was a ghost role last right. year. It really was kind of a ghosted role, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's looked great. He's looked fast. Uh, he's got a connection with golf. Uh, yeah. I feel like as a an owner of the other two wide receivers, I have no stock in Brandon Cooks. And uh, every time I've watched the game, I just feel like it's a, a 15, 20-yard pass to Brandon Cooks. And I'm like, oh, and I just turn it off. Yeah, maybe by yeah, the end Cooks of the season. Cooks has no touchdowns yet, so that yep. might be the time to kind of jump on him still. Yep. I think maybe because he's younger than Robert Woods and by the and he's emerging, maybe by the end of mid to end of the season, he will be the wide clear-cut wide receiver to own on that team. Yeah, I just don't know that Goff is going to be throwing it no. down the field all the time. There's no reason... For this team to play no, risky. Especially when they throw to Gurley as well. And I guess he's not going to be like a guy who throws it. I don't know I don't know what he, his MO was in college or anything like that, but, you know. Well, they're going to throw it, but I, I don't, like you said, I don't think the they deep They don't need ball, to throw deep. They yeah. don't need to throw deep. Every week they're, they're all going to give you like wide receiver three, wide receiver two numbers, and I think by season's end. And occasionally like, you're going to get Robert Woods yeah, putting up two touchdowns exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah. Occasionally one every week is going to put up wide receiver one numbers, but it's well, going to be almost Well, they've been getting me so far wide receiver two yeah. slash wide receiver one numbers, except for Cooper Cup. He's been three, and then one week he gave me wide receiver two Yeah, numbers. I feel like Cup is probably going to be a nice I – mean, I mean, he's going to consistent WR three because he's getting third down action. Like yeah. you know, yeah. every game he's going to get some yeah. good third he's a down. Big action. guy gets red zone targets. Yeah. So I, I really look forward to that game. I'm really happy that there is a good game uh, on Thursday night. Something like that's a big, meaningful matchup. You know, if we're going to have it, let's make it fucking count, right? I agree. Instead of watching Definitely. the Jets and the Browns, the Browns or like <laughs> the stupid Titans and Jaguars that they always feel, force upon us with terrible colored jerseys and stuff. Um, so uh, is there anyone in this matchup, the Rams and Vikings, that you would sit? Like Kirk Cousins? Uh, Delvin if Delvin Cook. Cook plays, are you sitting him anyways? Yes. Okay. Because I just have a feeling he's not going to last the whole game against um, the Rams' front seven. No way. 
And uh, no, you know, I'm usually skeptical to play Thursday players. If I'm ever on the fence about anyone, I usually yeah. always start the Sunday night game yeah. or the Sunday guy. Uh, this week, no, I'm firing up every fantasy relevant player uh, with the exception of Cook. Well, the Rams Sounds didn't have such a hard game last week uh, against the Chargers, and the Vikings had a bye week last week. So, you know, everybody's kind of rested up. You're looking at me funny. The Vikings did not show up to play football last week. No. That oh. is my point. They had a bye week. <laughs> they basically had a bye week. But kind of lost. Their offensive line, yeah. They still lost, yes. but they had a bye week. <laughs> Yeah, what happened? I have no idea. Yeah, that was brutal. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, moving on to the Bills, really. They they won. What the fuck is happening with the Bills? Are they as bad as we thought they were? Yes. Uh, no, this is how I just think you can't take too much results of the NFL through the first three weeks that seriously. Because teams are still finding their, their rhythm, their groove, their gelling. They're... Coaches are still deciding who they want in there on certain downs. It's just, you know, just too early to say that you want to crown this team that and then dump these guys in this cellar. It's just, you can't do it yet. Not till midseason. Well, you got to point, you, you got to start, you got to at least start sorting them in those, the in those keep, bins ready to push them the over the edge. As the weeks keep going on, yes, but not after the first three weeks. Okay, okay. Too early to tell. So Cersei has another question in the chat room. Uh, wants to know, is Larry Fitz dead? And I would definitely say no. He's just on a dead team. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. And so Larry Fitz, you know, can he actually play well? I don't. Not on this team. Not and either. he's not going to get traded. So uh, I, I benched him last week. I'm really happy about that. I'm sure he'll have more productive games this year, but not enough. And they're going to be very spotty. Unless he can develop some sort of like trend with uh, Rosen is the new guy. Yeah, Rosen. Yeah, with Rosen, then it's not gonna. You know, I, it's, I have him in one league. I played him in week one, and that's it. I haven't played him since, and uh, not until Josh Rosen starts rocking yeah. and rolling, am I even gonna consider Larry Fitzgerald. I just have too many better options. It can't get worse than Bradford, one would think. Uh, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, but we he have came a, in and threw two picks. Yeah, we we don't know. He's uh, got to play the Rams twice still. Yeah, it, it, it's a rough road ahead. Um, you know, I'm watching just to see it, not even owning David Johnson in any leagues, but as a David uh, Johnson owner, I should be chomping at the bit to get anybody but Sam Bradford in there. Um, you know, hopefully Josh, Josh Rosen can extend some plays a little bit. But maybe. Yeah, thing. but it's a different... He's a different type of quarterback, yes. and he will extend the play. Yep. He will he will open up the offense more. It's a different kind of offense, though. They what haven't it, been using David Johnson in his usual way this year. They got David Johnson as a traditional running back running between the tackles inside the numbers. And I believe it's because they had Sam Bradford under center. So hopefully they change that, but I feel like new coach, new offense, this may be what they're trying to use him for. And they really need to line him up wide. They need to get him the ball in the backfield uh, on a pass. They need well, more creative the things success to as do. a pass catcher. Yeah. Getting eight, 900 yards. I he had one good play so far this year. You know, back to Fitzgerald. I think Fitzgerald's going to do better with Rosen, who I'd keep an eye out for, is Christian Kirk. Um, you know, he had a, a good connection with him in the preseason. Um, you know, he went to him a few times on that opening drive. Definitely. Yeah, uh, and that's something that you see all the time when a backup quarterback comes in is that whoever they've been practicing with is the person who they're going to yep. feel most comfortable with. 
And that's who's going to get the passes. So maybe as a fit toner, um, and I have roster space, I'd be looking for him because uh, my bet would be he's available in your league right now. I think you're probably right. Um, and my ultimate recommendation for you, Cersei, is to stop getting players from the Cardinals because that is not a smart fantasy move this year. I've got fits. Yeah, I've got fits in a bunch of places too. Yep. And, and yes, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm we gotta t- we gotta sit. You're kind of stuck with them. I'm not uh, starting them this week, but and yeah. I don't really feel comfortable. Like players who I feel like have better potential and are playing poorly, mm-hmm. I'm generally not comfortable with trading them no. because I know that I'm not going to get a good enough value for mm-hmm. them. It's like selling too low. Exactly. That's all. So if you can buy some of these players low. I wouldn't recommend it for Cardinals, but for some of the other players that have been struggling, it might work. Um, so anything else you're watching for this week, Mike? Uh, looking for more fantasy wins. I'm watching... <laughs> you and me both, uh, buddy. watching my rosters and my scores uh, with high anxiety. But uh, no, other than that, uh, you know, excited for more football. Uh, kind of excited to see what the Bills are going to do uh, coming off that win against Minnesota. Uh, with LaShawn McCoy potentially coming back. So um, I'm intrigued on that game. Um, you know, you got some good matchups. It'll be a good week. All right. Let's take a little drink, guys. Cheers. Oh, by the way, this beer says best served by 52017. Nice. That's a good one. Nice. That's, how, that's how you know you got a quality beer. That beer is like exploration. Good for you. No, it ages. I thought that's for whiskey. Yeah, both of them. Why don't you fill this small glass with a little bit of liquid? Is the bottle empty or no? Uh, yes. Plenty more. All right, so uh, we will go ahead and move into some of the Week 4 matchups. Obviously, we've been touching on a lot of this Week 4 stuff already, um, but there are really only a couple of real good matchups that I am looking forward to in Week 4. A lot of it is crap, or as Bill Simmons likes to, likes to say, crapathon or crapfest, or I forget what it is. <laughs> I, I shouldn't quote people when I forget what they say. Oh, there's some good games this week. Sure. Uh, first of all, you got the Bucks and the Bears. Okay. The game where nobody predicted that both teams would be in first place when they met. No. So they are both in first place. Um, I, I don't understand that. I don't know how the Bears are in first place. I get that it's because there was a really stupid tie. And I hate ties, and they need to go away. Um, but, you know, it's kind of because of the tie, I suppose. Uh, and... and what do you guys think about uh, the Bears as an offense for fantasy production? <laughs> now, there were a lot of players who were hyped in the preseason, like Trey Burton, Allen Robinson. Jordan Howard, of course, uh, was second in rushing the last two years. Um, what do you guys think about where they're going, where they are at right now? Uh, is their arrow pointed up, or is it... Two players to own, in my opinion, Jordan Howard and um, Trey Burton. Trey, okay. Bur- Trey Burton's value is going to increase as they're going to need to rely on him more. And Jordan Howard, um, they're going to need to rely on him more because I think the coaching staff's just going to realize that Trubisky is 
not quite as good as his potential yet. He's not a good quarterback. <laughs> or that. Yes. Or that. So they're going to have to rely on the running game more and the tight end usage. So those and those are the only two guys I have in multiple leagues from that team. So I, I know what you're saying. They have a good defense, and they need to play more conservatively. I don't see the coach being that kind of coach. No, but not ultra Nagy is not that kind of coach. Just not ultra-conservatively, but just not abandoning the run completely. They seem to have done that, though. Because like you said, you know... Howard's got the second most rushing yards in uh, two seasons, so why do you want to just throw that out the window? I, I think only one fantasy player on the Bears is relevant, and that's Jordan Howard. Uh, Trey Burton has nine receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown through three games this year. Yeah, and it's true, not a lot. True Bisky is just not a good quarterback. But also, we also talk about the... You know the tight end list not being there, so I guess it depends on how good you are on tight end. Yeah, but you that, know it you, really hurts. It, you drafted Trey Burton as a tight end six or seven, not just here in Chicago, but everywhere he was being hyped, and he's not performing like that. I don't think he's going to perform like that, and I think with the Bears' stellar defense, it's going to keep them in games long enough where they're going to run the ball. Um, Trubisky is not going to throw the ball down the field. They're going to need to do gadget plays where they're going to need Trey Burton. Trubisky's yards per attempt, 4.8. Yeah. It is just dismal. They should put Trey Burton at quarterback and, uh, you know. (laughs) And just run the ball. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm avoiding bears on fantasy. Um, You know, if I have Jordan Howard, I'm holding. Uh, If I have Trey Burton, um, you know, I'm potentially looking at other tight ends to stream weekly. And that's probably why I told you earlier today that uh, when we were talking about me possibly trading one of my running backs, the only one I would have given up would be Jordan Howard. Yep. And that's because, not because I don't think he's that great, it's because he's on the Bears. And he's under, I mean, he is underperforming for the most part. He does have only 53 carries on the season, which at this point, through three games, especially in two of those games where they had a lead for most of the game, he should have more than 70 carries. Exactly. And see, see, he really me, should. That's something that's not his fault, but the team that he And I don't on. think that they would be playing too conservatively by giving the ball more. Now, he does have 10 catches on the year now. So that is a definite bump from previously in his career. He's the third leading receiver on the team. And it's taken away from Cohen's production if you happen to have Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were relying on Tariq Cohen, then your team's no good. You shouldn't be playing fantasy football. No, I mean, he was the he was, guy you put on your bench in like a PPR league, yeah. and that was about it. If you have your five or six running backs, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got the Bears. Uh, the Bears defense is probably going to smash uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick several times. Um, but uh, we, we did talk about Fitzpatrick a lot earlier. Who do you guys think is going to win the game? Do you think that the Bucks are going to be able to come into Soldier Field and win it? Or do you think that Trubisky, you know, lucks his way into yet another victory? Based on our conversation earlier, I think the Bucks put up 21 points and win the game. I think that's all it's going to take. Yeah, I, I think the Bears win. Okay. You think that they win because they hold Fitzpatrick down? Or do you think it's like a fluky Bears game where they just happen to win? Where Short they... week, the old man Fitzpatrick, it's that, not having that one extra day is going to hurt him. Because okay. all, all old men need the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. And um, 
the Bears' defense is going to be too much. Mike knows, guys. He, he, he's an exactly. old man Exactly. I'm, I'm getting up there. And um, <laughs> look how the Pittsburgh D chased around Fitzpatrick. And like we were talking, they're, they're not that great. Middle-of-the-road defense. Now, now Fitzpatrick has to go up against the Bears' D. Arguably second best in the league, third best in the league. You know, <laughs> running for his life all night long. That's why I think they're simply entertaining the idea of putting Jameis Winston in there because they want a quarterback that can run for his life. <laughs> I, I guess we'll see. Um, you know, <laughs> Who knows? Like I, I said, we'll see. <laughs> it, it, it's it's going to be a good game. I was uh, wrong it, on a lot last week. It's going to be close. <laughs> I think it's going to be a close game, but um, I just think the Bucks get in the end zone more than the Bears do, and that's... <laughs> That's what you do to win football games. Yep. Well, well, I believe it's um, Chicago is favored to win that game by uh, minus three. The, bear, three the Bears points. are minus three? Yeah. Are you well, taking we'll a money see. line there with your picks? We'll get to his money, his gambling picks in a little bit. Get to my gambling addiction a little later. Wait, we all have a gambling <laughs> addiction. Let's be fair here. Okay, uh, so the Dolphins and the Patriots are looking pretty interesting. They go to New England for this game. Burkhead is now on IR, uh, so I think Sony Michelle is going to be taking over the backfield. Uh, I don't really see James White as a guy who's going to take over. Obviously, they'll use him a bit more, um, but they've always used James White, you know, in you know spurts. I think still about James it. White will be the most valuable running back on that team just because he's a valuable pass catcher and he's he's multidimensional you know like a mark ingram yep. you know so that's the only that's the only, not because i'm gonna pick him as the number one back because of the touches he gets as far as running it it's just because he does everything and they like to use him near the goal line yep gadget plays and stuff you know, I, I just want to see more from Sony. Uh, the Patriots took him early in the draft. Uh, that's saying a lot. Uh, everybody else is hurt. Um, you, you know, uh, a lot of people were joking about, you know, why does New England have five running backs? Uh, this is why they had five running backs. And, um, you know, it looked like a five-headed monster. It's not two. Uh, I like James White and PPR. Um, you Definitely. Know, Sony intrigues me. Um, but, you know, I'm a little yeah, worried about the Patriots. Uh, back-to-back losses. I don't know the last time that's happened. Uh, to Bill well, Belichick. I mean, it, it it's not frequent. I had heard a stat: Brady is like forty and nine after a loss. Yeah, it's pretty good. So only nine times <laughs> does like, it happen. Yeah, and how many years? Like thirty-five. Brady's been playing for eighty-seven years. <laughs> well, that's why I picked the Steelers to win over Tampa Bay because. You know, it doesn't happen too often where the Steelers do not win, you know, a game at three in a row, you know, so it's like going to go against conventional wisdom. You know, everybody's on the, uh, on the Patrick, you sure. know, hype train, but, you know, going to look at reality. And um, No, that made some sense for last week. Uh, do you think the Finns, who are 3-0, and are for real? No. Or are they gadgeting their way, like last week? To victories. Gadgets get wins. I like gadgets. Uh, Gadgeting, but I've never been a fan of Miami. And uh, I know I know Tannehill's got two touchdowns in each of the first three games. But they're going into New England, so my concerns New England with, won't lose. This my game. concerns with who they played. They played the Titans week one. Um, you know, Titans are two and one. Uh, but should they be two and one? They played Jacksonville. Uh, then they played the Jets. They didn't play Jacksonville. The Dolphins. 
Oh, Titans. I thought you said the Titans. Yeah, they, they beat Jacksonville. Titans, Another Jets, and Raiders. Yeah. A bunch of bad teams. Yes. Let me present this argument to you, gentlemen. The Patriots are just as bad as these other teams. The Patriots' only win came against the Houston Texans, who are 0-3. They are clearly a bad team, mm-hmm. worse than everybody thought. So the only – and they didn't like win that game convincingly either. So the only success that they've had is against you know a bad team. They lost to the Lions in a primetime game in a situation where Belichick is usually going to school somebody. Yes. And they just don't have anybody on their team so to play well anymore. No. I argue that – you know, maybe the dynasty itself isn't crumbling, but probably because I don't think Brady can stick around for another rebuild. I'd argue that you know we're we are witnessing the beginning of the end of the Patriots right now. God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, but uh, years of experience the Patriots tells me otherwise. Uh, you know, I think they bounce back. Made a big trade for Josh Gordon. Um, I don't think he's going to have. It's not a big trade. It's a pretty big trade. It's a trade that was talked about a lot. Yeah, well, there's a, not much else that's big in that trade. It's a big trade for the Patriots for a guy, guy. who was uh, who was pretty good in 2013. Yeah, we're going to see. It's exciting. Well, uh, Julian, to me, one of the biggest back. problems the Patriots are having right now is um, defense. Well, their their wide receivers are Chris let's see, Hogan. Let's see what and happens Dorsett. when he comes off of the. Uh, IR. Or not the IR, but Because Brady yes. has no problem in throwing to six, seven receivers a game, handing the ball off to three, four running backs. Yeah, sure, if he had that many people to give the ball he to. He has two running backs left. He's had two wide receivers. He has a rookie running back who yes. they probably don't like as much as they thought they would in Sony Michelle. He's got James White, his only safety blanket. Yep. And Gronkowski is double and triple covered on every play. Because so until only... Edelman comes back, Edelman. they can't do much. And if... Gordon can't stretch the field, then they're really not much better off than they are right now. I don't buy it. I they had, Brandon, the they had Brandon Cooks last year, and it didn't seem like Brady wanted to throw to him at all. He had a pretty good year last year. I think year, Brady would throw deep to someone who would would take would go for it. Brandon Cooks. I just don't think it's their style of play. They're you know Brady's more successful when he's throwing 15, 20 yard passes. So last year he averaged sixteen. Yards per catch, which is his high for this for his career, uh, over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns, not a bad season. Um, you know, not as good as his years with Drew Brees, but only just. And I would argue that Drew Brees is better at throwing the football than Tom Brady is. Oh, I don't think anybody else would way disagree better. with that. Way better. Tom Brady, his game is all about his receivers <laughs> and the yards after the catch. And, and being the, in the right the system. Oh, and, and, and timing and putting it in, you know, putting it in their hands. Yeah, he, the isn't, right time. he isn't putting it right there, dropping it like Peyton Manning was. Tom Brady know? is one of the greatest of all times. I think he doesn't have the weapons around him right now, but the addition of Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman coming back, they're going to get it together. And uh, Cersei in the chat room uh, said, wait till October. Uh, they lose in September. And I agree. Lannisters always pay their debts, and they're uh, always right <laughs> Bill Belichick the is the ultimate so, real-life Tom, Lannister. Tom Brady's also p- probably played behind the best offensive line in the last generation. Okay, well, let's see. I think it's still going to be September when they play this game. I think the Finns win and go to 4-0. How often does Tom Brady get sacked? And it's not because of his capability like Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he has, he has a platinum wall. Or, I mean, uh, uh, 0-3 in the last three games. I don't think they lose three in a row. There's no way. No, they'll win. They'll win. What's the Patriots' uh, what's the, what's the what's spread on Tom that game? What's Tom Brady's record against the Dolphins? Tom Brady against the Dolphins? 
I can find that out. It's probably very good, but it's not as it's not like ball. It's not like Buffalo good. It just dropped the point, so it's New England to win by seven. New England to win by seven. They're a heavy favorite. So I'm almost taking Miami, Miami with that. Dolphins. He has played 31 games. He is 21 and 10. That's pretty. To be I, honest with you, I uh, thought it'd be better than that. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's probably better than that against most of the division foes. That's the thing. The Bills, he's twenty eight and three, and the Jets, he's twenty five and seven. So the Dolphins are the toughest divisional opponent that the Patriots have had in the Tom Brady era. Fair enough. By winning ten whole games against him. So the Patriots are the Yankees of the NFL. Patriots are they oh, in Miami? I'm so sick of them. No, it's in New England. Oh, okay. I just think I just got a feeling about this game, man. I just think that. Well, looking since two thousand three. The Patriots always win at home and always lose in Miami, with the exception of 2016. But last year, Patriots won at home, uh, lost in Miami. 2015, Patriots won at home, lost in Miami. 14, same thing. 13, same thing. Yeah. And and Cersei is is right about them losing in uh, about him losing in September, but you know, he has 16 losses in September, 14 in October, 15 in November, 11 in December. Like He's about the same in every month. You know, it's he, tough he to gets win a little England. bit better. Very tough to win in New England. Anyways, it's got to end at some point. And I know people were predicting the end years ago, and they all ate their words. But that team has nothing around it. I mean, they have no... no like Before, there was always something. That very, they had very porous defense since they're getting transparent and they're letting big plays happen and it's very uncharacteristic. Look, if I'm wrong about this, I'm just another idiot who doesn't like the Patriots. So whatever. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, I those, don't like those the were all either, fair fine. comments. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's move on to the Chiefs uh, playing the Broncos on Monday Night Football. The Broncos are home dogs on Monday Night Football. I find that to be uh, crazy, but appropriate at the same time because. I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I don't oh, know about you guys, but wait, I see the Chiefs winning this wait game. Wait, you hear yes. my, some of my picks for the week. You'd be kind of surprised. Well, that's cool. I, I, I look forward to being surprised at them. But no, KC, yeah, obviously they're going to win this game. I mean, come on, Denver hasn't shown shown anything other than mediocrity. It's because uh, KC has Pat Mahomes. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. That's right. No, I believe if they were going in there with Alex Smith, I'd still pick the Chiefs to win. <laughs> Just because of the talent. I well, have. sure, sure. I, I can see that. No, the spread, Denver has spread been impressive. Be played, better this, played a lot better this year. I'm looking at my chops as an Emmanuel Sanders owner this week. Yeah, yes. oh yeah. Oh, He's played good. great this season. They're going to have to throw great. the ball. They are. Uh, Chiefs are going to win this game. Um, I'm interested to see uh, how he does against a better defense. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes, that is. Uh, it's the best against defense. a better defense. It's the best defense he's faced all yes. year. So well, like I'm I said, interested. I think that the Chargers defense yep. is probably the best defense he's played. They have... You think um, Chargers defense is better than the Broncos right now? Uh, yes, okay. I do. Because the Chargers have a player... Hang on. I forget his name, but they have a defensive player who is going to be like defensive rookie of the year. His name is, uh, um, he's so good you don't even know his if name. Denver Dude, had, how many defensive players if do you Denver, know? If Denver had Talib still, maybe. maybe James Derwin James is his name. Derwin James. You've probably heard his name because he's got like an interception in every effing game so far. 
Derwin James, huh. who was a first-round pick of theirs uh, in 2018 this past year. He is just playing awesome, awesome football. Uh, he, you know, he is the reason that the Chargers are going to be in it. The Chargers are a freaking tough luck team so far this year. They played the Chiefs and the Rams so far. So the only the only losses they have are to the best two teams in the league. Uh, so I think that the Chargers are going to be a team that can make the playoffs this year uh, behind the strength of their defense. Joey Bosa comes back later on in the year. They've got Derwin James playing lights out. Uh, they've got Melvin Ingram on defense. Like They're going to play uh, everyone really tough. And they've got Phillip Rivers on offense. Oh, yeah, it's another one of those teams that yeah. are going to be solid all the way around. Exactly. Look, uh, but we back were... back to that game. Um, exactly back to the game. You know, I'm still in in hostile territory against the Broncos defense. I think Von Miller is going to pressure him. Biggest uh, test. Yes. Well, it's going to be a yeah. Well, the Chargers are a good test, I guess. The Chargers are a good test, but I'm coming around to you saying that it's the biggest test. Maybe not the best defense. Yeah. The biggest test because it's a Monday night game. Yeah. He he's got some hype behind him now. So now there is a mental aspect to it. Not just oh go out there and play the ball. It's a noon game. Everyone else is playing. Nobody's going to really focus on you. Now all the focus is going to be on Pat Mahomes on Monday night. Yeah. That is the only thing people are going to be talking about the whole day. All of the pregame shows is just going to be Mahomes this, Mahomes that. So the Chiefs, you know, have been scoring at least 35 a week, I think. Can they continue that, do you think, guys? Like, regardless of the defense they play, good defenses, bad defenses, are they going to be able to keep up that kind of production? Or, you know, as soon as, like, one player gets hurt, is it going to kind of come off the rails? No, they'll keep it up. Especially since their defense is so bad, it's going to have to force them to make big plays and have Mahomes air it out all the time and uh, whatnot. It's just... It's going to be that nature of a, of a ball game. So I think they could keep it up. Like okay. I said, I want to see them play tougher defenses, but they're going to keep up the production. I still think they're going to be scoring over 30 points on average a game. Maybe not 40 to 50 every week, but 30. They got 38, 42, and 38. And uh, they've given up 28, 37, and 27. So it... it Really, whenever the Chiefs play, I guess it's start all your Chiefs and start all of whoever the hell is yes. playing them. Let's put it this way. The the Chiefs need to just work on their defense. I think their offense is fine. So does everyone else. You know, just like, you know, during the week. Um, points for first. Points against 30th. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good balance. No, there is no balance, balance there. So Andy Reid needs to uh, figure that out. Otherwise, he's going to get credit for another... Blown season. I think he needs to spend some time with his defensive players. You know, he's an like offensive he, genius. Act, act, act like he cares though a little bit about them. You know, I suppose. You know, take him out Eric Berry hasn't been playing. Hopefully, when he comes back, they can they can get a little bit better. Uh, the Broncos. Are you guys buying the Broncos? They're two and one. They've only really beaten bad teams though. Nope, I don't buy them. You don't think that Case Keenum is going to lead them to the promised land? <laughs> <sighs> nope. <laughs> No, I don't think so. It's I don't. I think until they get the running back issue sorted yeah. out and all that. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Raiders. They went on the road. They lost to the Ravens last week. Uh, I don't know what to make of the Ravens. Yeah, well, they're, they're they didn't beat John Madden's Ra- Raiders, so they're in a tough That's division. That's true. <laughs> they didn't even beat John. Well, I guess they did beat John Gruden's Raiders. I was talking about John Gruden's Raiders from before. John Gruden's Raiders now not so scary. Um. So uh, other matchups this week, uh, a lot of it is kind of a crap fest. You know, the the Texans and the Colts, I don't care. The Bills and the Packers, I don't care. Like, 
the only thing that matters in that game is will Aaron Rodgers remain, you know, quote unquote healthy. Hobbled. You know, let you know, no more than hobbled is what we're looking for out of that game. Uh, the Lions and the Cowboys. That is the bluest game that I don't want any part of. Yeah, as a colorblind guy, I don't like that one. Silver and shades <laughs> of blue. And silver and blue and blue. silver and blue. The Bengals and Falcons. As a colorblind guy, that one will be easy to see. Yeah, orange, red. I don't know. But lots of stripes and yeah, stuff. That's yeah, there you go. A little go. better. Uh, the Browns and the Raiders. I wish that game didn't exist. Yeah, the Seahawks and the Cardinals yeah. is is also at three. Dude, Three o'clock's going to be Three o'clock's going to be... Well, the Saints are going to play. Yeah, the Giants. And the Chargers are going to play. Those are the only two teams worth worth watching at three o'clock. Yeah, versus the Niners. Those are bad, too. I know. Chargers, Niners with uh, Beathard. Well, it doesn't help when, you know, the NFC West is pitiful. Maybe we should find something else to do on Sunday. Go have a rough night on Saturday. Watch the noon games and take a nap at 3 o'clock. I think 3 o'clock is when So you could wake up and uh, be energized for the Ravens-Steelers. I'll be analyzing my data from the noon games then, I think. Yeah, that's a a rough slate there. Uh, I am excited to see Baker Mayfield. Um, You know, the Raiders... Yeah, that's something to watch for. The Raiders are 0-3, but they've led every game. So, um, you know, does that streak continue? Are the Browns winning and that they're going to keep losing? I think yeah. so. Yeah, but no, no, you know what? The Browns, I don't know. The, the Browns aren't going to go on the road to Oakland and win a game. I think they are. Right? I think they are. I Raiders think they win real two close. in a row and Baker Mayfield type sweeps the country. Baker Mayfield is bigger in Cleveland than LeBron James. Yes. By this time next week. Right now. Right now. Done. Not, yes. not right now. Not yet. Oh, I think so. I right don't now. think so. I think no, so because next week if they win again, yeah. If he somehow yes, got Bud Light to give everyone free beer again, he's a he's a greatest Cleveland athlete of all time. If they win at the Raiders, no, they've got to like beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> he's got to like sweep the division or something like that. He got to win. All they can do is take him to the playoffs. NFL is bigger than the NBA. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think you under. I mean, I was being. He takes them to the playoffs, but if they um, lose in the first round, they'll build a statue with the Browns. You know, Carlos Hyde had a great game last week. If we're going to touch on them and the Raiders real quick, I'm intrigued about Antonio Callaway. Okay. Um, you know, if Tyrod Taylor didn't underthrow him on that bomb last week, that was an easy touchdown. I'm so used to writing off the Browns. There is some interesting players on the Browns this year, and if Mayfield is going to be what he looked like in the second half of last week then I think that there's going to be some fantasy relevance here. Jarvis Landry has been great. David Njoku can return to his, you know, almost preseason hype. He can fulfill uh, the hype, Yeah, maybe. So, you know, who knows there? I, 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 what I'm seeing here, though, for week four is that we've got a great reason to, like, go apple picking on a Sunday. Yeah. Because Sunday games are all crap. The Thursday game is great. The Monday game is great. And on Sunday, if you need, if you have to spend a certain number of Sundays away from football just to make the other people in your life tolerate you, then this is the Sunday to do it. This is a good one. Uh, thankfully, the wife and I are going apple picking on Saturday. Okay. Uh, this week, uh, but maybe Sunday I slice up apples between twelve o'clock and seven o'clock. Exactly. I mean, between three o'clock. And Make sure you bake me. Well, you're going to definitely be watching the the Steelers game. Yes, absolutely. And the Ravens Steelers isn't as much of a draw as it used to be to me, um, but I'm, I'm you know. No. I'm an addict, so I'll still watch oh, I'm, it. I'm, I'm definitely an addict. <laughs> I have plenty of fantasy players and going in that game. Even for the noon games, there's not too much that's too exciting, but I'm still going to be uh, focused on Red Zone and uh, saying, hey, I'll get up when there's a commercial. 
Oh, that's a great excuse. Ooh. All right. I wasn't thinking ahead. I should have played something that was money related or gambling related or. Oh, that's okay. You know, something like that. Anyways, uh, Nick, you write our uh, gambling column every week. It's Nick's Picks from Nicky the Note. Uh, so I want to look at at least three bets that you like this week. Mike and I will kind of weigh in on where we would go on that bet. And um, maybe if you want to just write down what we say, we'll see. Who does the best? And we'll put a little wager on this. Sounds good to me. And by the way, uh, please don't hold me to any of the uh, bets I made last week in my column. Hey, I understand. (laughs) It's okay. Well, I think everybody in the NFL universe had a bad week. Those that read it, if they would have picked the opposite of what you said, would have actually won, I think, two of the three parlays. I think they could have been been millionaires. (laughs) They could have won a lot of money. I think they could have retired. Two of the three parlays. It's hard to get a parlay entirely oh, wrong. They're so tough. <laughs> Just like it's hard to get it all right. It's uh, those are those are tricky. Okay, my my best uh, pick to lock for the week is uh, Detroit against Dallas. Detroit is the underdog. So what's the what's plus, the line in that plus game? Plus three. So I'm taking Detroit and plus three. Okay, so that game is going to be in Dallas. It's going to be in okay. Dallas. And um, I don't like what I've seen from Dallas so far this year. Either have I. They're just um, a joke. You know, I, I understand that Dak's got no one to throw to, but I, I thought he had a running game and could use his legs when the pocket collapsed. I haven't seen any of that. Um, without Zeke, they, they, they don't have anything at all. So um, Yeah, that offense revolves around Zeke. Uh, I, they're only... Passer over, or I mean, their only receiver over 100 yards right now is Cole Beasley, I believe. What about Tavon Austin? Is he not there yet? No, I think most of it's come rushing. Not relevant yet. But, um, you know, Stafford's been picking up his game. He's got a crop of three great receivers. The running attack's been, what is it, the first time in five years. They've had a running back have over 100 yards in a game. Yeah. You know, since Thanksgiving wow. of 2013 or something. Mike, like that. you are right about yeah. that. Cole Bleasley's got 132 yards. Next closest is Deontay Thompson at 83 <laughs> and Tavon Austin at 81. <laughs> Zeke has 11 catches for 37 yards. How, how is that happening? Fitz Magic's almost had more passing America's yards team. in each of his three games than Dax has had all year. I mean, 498. It's, wow. it's kind of close, but still. It's, it's not really it's, that it's close. It's pitiful. And uh, I love that picnic, I think. So we're pretty uh, much all agreeing on that Detroit's going to if the underdog. If Detroit is off. going in there, plus three, I'm taking Detroit all day. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm betting the house on Detroit. They now. haven't even had much offense. We were talking earlier about the Saints. Having over a hundred, like hundred twenty-five passing plays and like sixty-six rushing plays, the uh, the what's Lions? You call it? No, the Cowboys, oh, Cowboys have only had, you know, a hundred passing plays and sixty rushing plays. Like <laughs> they're not even like on offense enough to score points. And Detroit has a top-five secondary, so <laughs> more trouble for Dallas there. And uh, 
Prescott. I, I like that pick. I would take. Uh, okay, so Dallas. we all we all. I would we, take uh, Detroit on the road yep. for, with the points for that one. Absolutely. I take the money line on Detroit. What was the money line? The money actually? line is yeah. plus one four four, which I also have. It's a pretty pretty safe money line. Um, I would take it all day. Yeah. The over under is forty three and a half. I'm going with the over. I don't know if um, I'm going the over there. We'll see. If De- if Detroit's winning this game, then it's definitely because they're scoring points. It's yeah. not because they just stop them. So I could see the over coming in on that. Yeah. A but I mean, you need over. you need Detroit to play ball. Yeah. Or I mean, you need Dallas. Dallas. This game, it, they're both blue. They both start with a D. I don't want any part of this game anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to be confused the whole time I'm watching it. My second pick to click is another one that you guys will probably be salivating over. It's the KC Denver game. KC is picked to win at minus four and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Casey is minus four and a half in Denver. Like I said, Denver you know, home dogs. Uh, so that's interesting. Did you did you say who you picked in this yet? Yeah, I picked Casey. You taking Casey and the points? Interesting. Yeah, my, you're laying the points. Yeah, my play to picks this week are, believe it or not, are all away teams for some weird reason. Okay, now do you do you usually like hesitate to play those away teams that are given points away or? Like, is it usually an overwhelming situation so you feel more comfortable? This one, I... The reason why I took this is because I thought this was a low... I would I would think that minus four and a half would be between seven and a half and ten because of the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah. Yeah, Denver has a decent defense, but like you mentioned earlier, they haven't really played a lot of tough teams yet. It's true. High scoring offenses. So... To me, this is a no-brainer. KC wins this, you know, it's minus four and a half. I mean, it's they sh- they should win by double digits. I think the money line is minus two eleven. Yeah, I don't like if, the money line. If you want to, you know, like I said, I, it, it depends on how much. If you were hedging, I could see playing a a Denver money line almost. If you wanted, to, if you were the kind of person to yeah. hedge your bets, just because you know. I, it's one of those situations, you know, home dog, yada, yada, where, like, the home team can kind of get fired up and play well. They come in right. and buffalo the Chiefs. You definitely got to <laughs> put up a lot of... Um... It will be more expected. Yeah. Not um, as unexpected. No, I like that pick, Nick. Uh, I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs win by more yeah, than Chiefs four, and, four and, and a half. I... Man. They, they have won by at least five points in every game. And as much as I... Was hyping them. I, I can't go away from the Chiefs at this point. Who's you your MVP? Then crown her ass. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I gotta say I like this so far. So we're all three in agreement yeah. on those two. So, this is boring. So that means you have that people listening should be playing Dallas and yeah, Denver. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Nick, what else you got? Okay. My third uh, <laughs> click to click here is um, the New Orleans and the Giants game. Yeah, New York Giants game. Okay, uh, Saints are on the road in New York. Yeah, and the Saints are the favorites at minus three and a half. Okay. So I think that shouldn't be a problem at all since they were in Atlanta last week who had a much more potent offense and they were able to um, stay neck and neck with them. I think the Giants, they may have a little bit better defense than Atlanta, but they do not have the offensive firepower to keep up with New Orleans. Definitely not. And I think New Orleans will 
should easily beat that beat them by, by three and a half points. Watch me be wrong on it. Yeah, I, I, I hate to agree <laughs> with you three times in a row because this is no fun. It's but, a bunch of road teams, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, what was it? Saints three and a half? Saints are, yeah, minus three and a half. In New York? What's the total on that game? Uh, the under-over is 50 points. I picked the over. Yeah, I picked the over. I, think, I, think I would the probably Saints pick the over in most 50, of the Saints yeah. games this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And the Giants can easily score to keep up. The With Mar- Saquon Barkley, who can score a touchdown at any time, and Odell on offense, like you're gonna, they're gonna put up points. Yeah, I like the money line too. It's you know New Orleans for New Orleans. It's minus one seventy eight. That's not bad. So, if that's what you're looking to do, uh, that's a that's a fun parlay right there. Yeah. Play the play the money line in the over no, or play the points. No, I'd I'd be playing the points in the all points three of those in games. The over. Uh, other than the Detroit game, I'd be tempted to take the Lions money line. The other one with the points parlay, I got twenty on it. I think I would take the Lions points because if Dallas sneaks back to yeah. win, it's only going to be by a field goal. So you're, yeah. you're going to be safe on that. I'm just uh, an addict to gambling. Yeah. Um, so you know, if I could, you're boost, a good company, Mike. If you're I could boost company. my parlay, uh, you know, I might, I might be tempted to go money line there. And if you want to set that up, Nick, I got twenty. You on go it. money I line. I got, I got twenty on that parlay. I got twenty on, on all three teams. Yeah, if you're gonna set up that parlay, uh, right. whatever you're doing, I'll add twenty to it, and let's figure it out. Oh. I have a couple bonus picks. All right, bro. And we're probably gonna lose all three of them, but okay. we can, we can laugh together. What else you got? I have um, the Seattle at Arizona game. Seattle oh. Seattle's the favorites at minus three. Okay. I think they should have no problem, even though they have they have some gaps, some holes, some issues. Seattle does. I still think Arizona has a big a bigger heap of problems than Seattle does. And um, even with David Johnson, even with being at home, it I just don't think Arizona could even compete with Seattle. I wouldn't put a lot of money on it since it is a divisional game. That's in Arizona. And it's in Arizona? Yeah. That's one where, you know, if Arizona... Yeah, but divisional games... But they're starting Josh Rosen. Exactly. Yeah. Rosen has never started against He's Seattle before. Started. No, but Seattle's not a good defense. They're good enough. They still have Earl Thomas. They're good enough. Do they? You're right. He didn't come to work this week. Do they? Can we can we stop for just a moment and talk about the guys who've stopped showing up for work in yes. the NFL? Yes. I oh, my it. God. I love it. So Earl Thomas did not show up. Uh, he was absent from practice. I'm just reading from the Roto World blurb right Isn't now. Isn't he in Kansas City The Seahawks right claim... No. I, Earl I, Thomas? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so the Seahawks claim his absence was not injury-related. The disgruntled safety has been a no-show at three of the team's last four practices. Despite playing hooky through the week, Thomas saw his usual snaps on Sunday against Dallas and was the best player on either team. He had two interceptions. Um, so... You know, they say it's no secret that Thomas wants out of Seattle. Well, the Seahawks have yet to show any real interest in trading him. The Seahawks do proceed to trade, uh, blah, 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 blah. So that's from Roto World. Earl Thomas, not going to practice. Okay, wants to be traded. And then you've got Richard Matthews. today. Yeah, who posted on Instagram or Snapchat <laughs> that he's just done and he's not going to play anymore for the Titans. Yeah. Not like I'd like to be traded. Just I'm going to sit on my couch until another team calls me. Oh, it, it's awesome. He posted a picture of his wife, uh, I presume is his wife and his two kids, and okay. uh, said, you know, hashtag my team, uh, looking forward to spending time with those that matter, 
uh, unless somebody pays me to get off the couch. Or right. Calls well, me to get off. I was going to say the Titans are paying him to get off the couch yeah. still. No, he's he's done with the Titans. This um, is what happens when you pay athletes too much money. I kind of like this Bell, trend. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon so, Bell. His quote from Instagram is, I've been the leading receiver for two years. I'm technically correct. On his but team? What he has done does not deserve to be called a leading receiver. Uh, then all of a sudden I'm barely playing and not even starting, using my injury as the scapegoat. Look at my number of snaps and the targets. Um, He's got no one to throw Obviously, the look, I mean, he he's under new management. He needs to, you know... He needs to obviously ingratiate himself to the team, which is no longer going to happen. But, like, dude, it's been three games, and it's new team. Like, the quarterback has been in and out. You've either had a concussed quarterback or Marcus Mariota. Like Bad hand. You know, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I know they're throwing the ball. He, and, and he's going to get what he wants. Yes. When when players do this, like, they can't come back. So, Richard Matthews is going somewhere. Yeah. He'll probably be released rather than traded like Gordon. Um. But yeah, uh, and, and the whole Gordon thing, uh, I, I heard a little bit more about it today, about why Cleveland decided to finally get rid of him, uh, and I am totally in support of just like cutting ties with that guy. What did he read? Uh, so I what read I had this. heard was that um, Gordon went to got permission to go film, uh, like shoot a, a thing for a promotional thing for his clothing line. Yep, and he basically spent like ninety minutes doing like. NFL combine style drills. Nice. Uh, f- ostensibly for the clothing line, but nobody knows what it was for. And he uh, did a 40 yard dash and pulled up with his hammy well, while doing it. He had permission to do it. You said that. No, no, right? no. He had permission to go shoot like a fashion line thing, not to go do 90 minutes of NFL combine work. He's he an took, animal. He took the permission for one thing and went and applied it to another situation. I don't know. I like it. And that's probably like the eighth time that he's done that to them. I hope he sells lots of clothes. I'm sure he will. <laughs> it's the flash line. I'm buying. I know you are. Okay. You are a Josh Garden uh, fucking Josh Kool-Aid Garden. drinker. I love the Kool-Aid. So, uh, lots of guys don't feel like playing unless it's for their no. team. And, uh, you know, we, we could play you a bunch of uh, Le'Veon Bell rap songs, which he's apparently working on instead of, you know, playing football. But we won't touch that because, you know, we have standards on this podcast. I was in big support of that uh, until you started playing them. <laughs> <laughs> until I heard one of them. He looked a little chunky on a jet ski, And then too. I was did the opposite. See, did you see that picture on a jet Nobody ski? Nobody looks good on a jet ski, man. He's yeah. probably wearing, like, a life jacket, and he's all squeezed together. Yeah, he's like, I'm... I'm good, man. He's never been good the first couple of weeks back. But if he comes back yeah, so if his first couple for of weeks week 10, back or week 10, then like week 13, right before you hit the fantasy playoffs, he's going to be hitting the perfect stride, man. Uh, Josh Gordon's already going to be balling out at that point. Okay. I'd rather have Josh Gordon than Le'Veon then Bell. Le'Veon Bell. I'll trade you Josh Gordon for Le'Veon Bell. I don't have Le'Veon Bell anywhere. I avoided him like okay. the plague in drafts. Okay. All right, that, let's go back. Let's go back to real football. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I'm glad that we got to touch on the guys who don't like showing up for work anymore. I uh, it, it's a new trend. I don't remember this happening before, and we've we've had it. Can we a thank Vontae times. Davis for this? Yes. All right. Nice work, Vontae. They, they're all they're all pulling a Vontae, uh, or the teams are getting Vontae. So it's like the bad teams are just going to get worse because their players are just. So are these like, nah. teams where people are quitting on them going to all of a sudden like? Beat amazing teams next Maybe. week. 
Are people going to strategically quit to try and fire up their team? <laughs> like I was Hot talking take. to Mike earlier, I don't care about any players that uh, aren't playing in the NFL. They want to sit at home. I don't even know who they are. There we go. I like it. I mean, they're, they are not fantasy relevant. About, I'm no. here to talk about the NFL, not players that supposedly are playing video games on their couch. Yeah, those guys yeah. are not fantasy relevant until they're back in the lineup. They're not gambling relevant. They're not anything relevant. Le'Veon Bell doesn't strike me as like a Fortnite player or who? anything. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy, who? Yeah. That other guy. Um, but anyway, going back to that thought on the Seattle, Arizona, the yeah, only yeah, reason yeah. why I'm thinking... Seattle's because, you know, Arizona, they could barely stop the Bears' offense. Right. We were talking about how pitiful the Bears' offense was earlier. It was very pitiful. So I think Seattle has a little bit better offense. They don't have the defenses, the Bears, but... Is Chris Carson going to get 20-plus carries again this week? We'll yeah, yeah. What, did he, have, what did he have last week? 28, 28 carries, I think. Yeah, he had like twenty nine carries. For, I think less than hundred yards. Who does the win for sure? As I like to call him, Chris Carson. Oh, one oh two. He went for oh, officially. Okay. The money line and a touch. The money know. line was one twenty four on that game okay. for okay. Seattle, which I dug. And I, I had just the money line is only one minus one twenty four for Seattle. Yeah, I would I would take the money line on that and yeah. not the definitely. spread. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, the final game I I had. A lot of people might not agree. It's Cincinnati in Atlanta. Um, Cincinnati's the underdog at plus five, and I have them to win. I just don't. You're wrong. I just don't buy Atlanta's offense. Cincinnati plus five. I just think all they have is Julio Jones and Sanu here and there. If if Cincinnati had Joe Mixon, I would be all over that. But then again, it wouldn't be plus five. Um, So you're not on the Bernard train. No. no. Giovanni Bernard. No. Giovanni Bernard. Tyler Boyd, you're not on that track. I like Tyler Boyd. I think that A.J. Green is probably going to be fine. Uh, Andy Dalton is playing very well. I think the Bengals Andy defense, Dalton's like a top five quarterback this year. Middle of the road defense, but I still think it'll be too much for for uh, Atlanta, who couldn't handle New Orleans defense last week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's a first Atlanta's one. good this year, and Dave points out, thank you, Dave, for uh, joining the chat room. Well, you've been there the whole time, but uh, that Stephen Ridley is now breaking out yeah. in uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, we touched on him briefly earlier. I mean, he looked like a great route runner. Uh, those weren't fluky touchdowns. No, those were that was those that were, was legit. Well, like those were, here is a real wide receiver. Unlike talent. fantasy, I don't put real money on what ifs. Okay. I don't think that Calvin Ridley's a what if anymore. I, I see. Oh him no, as I'm not a, talking about Calvin Ridley. When you guys were talking about Atlanta's looking good this year, uh, they are looking good this year. I really don't think they're looking that. Great. Oh, apparently I misspoke. It's Stephen. It's not Stephen Ridley. It's Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I'm used to his Ridley. brother or his cousin or whatever, Stephen. Oh come on, who is, is no longer is that a in the league? Or a cousin? I believe they are related, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know exactly how. Yeah, if you're going to call me out, get those players. Wait, so me. you don't think Atlanta's <laughs> that good? No, not really. So they, they beat the Panthers? They lost a divisional close game, game to the Saints? Anything can happen in a divisional game, right? I don't know. I guess. Yeah. They play. Uh, with Devonta Freeman potentially coming back, uh, I think Coleman... Uh, has a better game this week, even if Freeman sits That's out. That's why I think Atlanta has that problem is because they don't have a running game to chew up clock and, and whatnot. You know, I mean, it's just not there. 
I'm taking Atlanta at home. They look like a different team last year. You know, explosive team, very explosive. Yeah. Make teams look foolish. This year, it's like, mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Who do you have in that game? In, in the Atlanta... Cincy. Cincy game? Yeah. It's in Atlanta, right? Yes. I, I got to think Atlanta's going to win that game. I don't want to take the points from Atlanta, but and I probably wouldn't play the money line. Uh, what's the what's the total of that game? It's my it's plus five Cincinnati, which I'm taking. Yeah. And the money line is uh, for Cincinnati is plus one ninety seven. So that means that you know Atlanta is somewhere around minus two hundred. I don't want that. What's the over under? The over under is a very generous fifty one, which I'm taking all day. Fifty one. That's higher than the Saints game. I I stay away from that game entirely. I think I don't I don't want I don't want to bet that game. I, I'm not I don't I don't know what each of these teams is really going to do. I just don't know enough. I'm coming around to your thinking. I don't know enough. It's only three weeks in the season. Don't know enough. Don't know enough. So I hope that you all learned something and you know more than when you uh, started the show an hour and a half ago. Um, so thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you, Mike, and thank you, Mike. Uh, you guys check out their articles every week. Uh, check out the rankings that we have from Dave. Check out the rookie report. Check out the confidence picks. Ted has been killing it this year on confidence. If you want to win your pool, just use his picks. Yep. They're there for free to use. Are those it's a great the same idea. Picks he uses. Yeah, those and... are the same picks he uses. He won the league week two. Yep. Uh, anyways, um, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, enjoy. Drink five. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. They are who we thought they were. Well, is it six? Well, we let them off the hook.